Hey, this is the Patient Damn Here Podcast. I am Peanut. We had Dre on the show. What's up, Dre? What's up, people? What's up, what's up? And we have a special guest on the show from the Conversation Con Artist. What's up, Mr. Upcoin? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. What's good? What's up? Nothing, nothing, man. Everything good all this way. Um, you can find my show on Stitcher, iTunes, Podomatic, every other podcast platform out there. My email is placeyourdamiapodcast at gmail.com, and you can tweet me at Twitter at DryPeanut. And also, if you want to find information on The Drop, you can find it at The Drop For Real on Twitter. How about you, Dre? Oh, y'all know, just go to www.anotheratheistpod.com, and uh, from there, you can get at me on Twitter, get at me on Facebook, like my Facebook page. I'm on uh, Instagram now. Follow me on Instagram. Okay, how about you, Mr. Point? You like to get your information out? Yeah, you can check out uh, my podcast, Conversation Con Artist, with me and Calamity Red, at, uh, at everywhere you can find a podcast, including SoundCloud. Um, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. Okay, okay, man. Hi, so how you enjoying doing the podcast, man? I like it, man. It's you know, is is I guess it's a part of our self care. You know, is something that at the end of the week, after talking to clients so much, we get to talk unfiltered about stuff that we've been having to keep from saying because of our ethical guidelines. So it just it just feels good to be able to just let it out. So I like it. It's okay. Helpful. So without explaining where you work at, but you like to explain to the audience what you do for a living. Yeah, so I got a, a bachelor's degree in psychology, a master's degree in community agency counseling. So I'm a therapist that works in the community with children and families. Uh, mental health counseling. Uh, I work in the schools, with families, with couples, just everything in the community as it pertains to mental health. Okay, okay, man. So, hey, what's the difference? Is it the difference between a psychologist, a psychiatrist, and the therapists, all those are the same, or it's just like they just totally different fields. Well, each one of them is stepping up the ladder. Or well, you got counselors and uh, counselors that pretty much generally work with people who have life issues, but you're not prescribing medication for them. Psychologists is a step up as to where they can do all of that, but they also research. And uh, do testing. So anytime a child or a person needs some kind of testing, they usually go to psychologists. When you get to psychiatrists, that's when somebody needs medication or medication monitoring or uh, dealing with more severe issues that are going to be worked with over over the period of time, period of life. So, so, so it's just different. I'm sorry. Which one? Which one would I go to if I want to, you know, that, that when you lay on somebody's couch and you tell them your problems, is that psychiatrist or is that psychologist? Now, any of them can do that, that part, uh, as far as it goes. But if you want to lay on a couch, psychoanalysis is usually what they're doing when you see somebody laying on the couch. That's that Sigmund Freud lay down, talk about your past and your childhood stuff. It's not many counselors that practice that. So you likely would find a psychiatrist that practice that before you find anybody else so um probably a psychiatrist um in this context if you want psychoanalysis if you feel like that i'm hearing voices who do i see 
I've been hearing voices all day. You hearing you voices? To... You need to see the psychiatrist. Gotcha. So if I need some voices telling you to hurt people, you need to go to the emergency room right now. So, <laughs> hey, so if I need some Xanax, who do I see? Hell, you can get Xanax damn at the damn college campus oh. <laughs> if you really looking for it. But if you want it on paper that you got Xanax, you need to go Look, to the psychiatrist. So I hope I got my notepad. So which college campus and, and, and who, who exactly am I talking to? Any college campus, a white boy that looked like he got pills on him. You know what he looked like when you see him. I, I, I already got a visual. <laughs> exactly. You are. We already know. Oh, man. Okay. All right, man. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive, man. You know what? I hate to. I hate to say like I'm sounding like this, but it's good to have to know that we got black people out there doing what you're doing, man. I really appreciate that for real. You know, it make a difference though. Like you say, you hate to say it like that, but it makes a difference because we come from a society in which you know the health field wasn't really made for health, especially mental health, wasn't made for people that weren't first. You had to be white. Christian, heterosexual, male, middle to upper, uh, middle to upper class. That's who healthcare was made for. You know, if you weren't in that class, you didn't have access to healthcare. They were throwing you away. For black people specifically, they were testing on us. You know, with syphilis, uh, Tuskegee syphilis experiment. So when you talk about that, it makes a difference because there's a lot of older people that just don't trust the system, and they especially don't trust it if it's a white man that's giving it to them at the moment even though it's moved forward. So sometimes I'm the only, uh, or a person that looks like me with my skin color is the only way that somebody older going to listen to me or listen to something that'll help. Because a lot of old people just be like, I don't believe in ADHD. I don't believe in, you know, schizophrenia. I don't believe in any of that stuff. That's white man stuff. Experiments. Actually, I believe, I'm probably going to get into this later, but I really do believe that a lot of black people don't believe in that. Well, they don't. Yeah. 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 That, 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 is, that, that is absolutely absolutely a true statement um and I, I don't know if it's that they don't believe in it or is it we're not educated about mental Ill- illnesses the way uh you know other other groups of other communities are yeah i, I, I think that's a big part of it is. yeah as i have a cousin that uh he was diagnosed with schizophrenia years ago and not to take this into like a religious discussion but you know my family who is very religious they ignored the doctor's uh, diagnosis and and they pretty much deemed that it was demons, that it was something, you know, religious. And because of that, he didn't get the help he needed. And I think that happens. You know, I, I know that that's not unique to my family. I think that happens almost across the board with, with all black families across the entire black community. But you, you you're an authority on this. So am I right about that? Oh, yeah, you're right. Now, you know, I say older people because they just give the most pushback on it. You know, they really adamantly, I don't believe in that. Where you got they kids, you know, who got younger kids now, the people that's, you know, 28 to, you know, 38, something like that. They got kids. They they will listen once they see, yeah, my kids are doing some weird stuff. And they'll start being like, well, maybe my mom and daddy wasn't necessarily on it. The younger you get, the more you can get somebody to understand that message. But it's still difficult if you're not black in in the community. You know, like I'm going to the bad communities in some instances and saying, hey, and nobody trying to go to those bad communities. But also to, you know, your story, I was in Macy's. I had a dude that worked there said, hey, how can I help you? And for some reason, we got in a dialogue about me being a therapist. And he said, well, 
God is my therapist. How you feel about that statement? Like, <laughs> yeah. direct. He went straight at me, and yeah, I was I've like, heard that. "Yeah, yeah." And it was, uh, it was. I took me by surprise. <laughs> I was like, "Look, the way that I put it is, Jesus and God and faith is meant to heal the soul. You know, the physical mind is a physical component of your body. You need something to help with that physical component of what your mind can do if you don't maintain it properly." That's what therapy comes in. You like you can have God and the therapist. It's like not trying to take one over the other. But like you said with your family, the, their ideals about it puts them in that position where they feel like it's God or is this, and so they choose and, God. And it's it's very dangerous too. It's not just dangerous. Like it's dangerous to um, the entire black community, not just you know my family or you know the people around me. You know that's a very dangerous position to, te- to to have and 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 especially take yeah yeah pretty much man you 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 right on point with that all right so i picture okay dre you was in television well not in television worked, but you work yeah i work i work in news broadcasting okay news broadcasting one. so you familiar with rejoiners and stuff like that when you gotta play music in like when you go to like come from commercial break, then you just hear the song that everybody familiar with. You understand? No, what I'm saying? because I, I worked in news broadcasting. We, oh, damn. we very seldom went to commercial, you know, with a with a song playing. Okay. But but I know what you're saying. All right. Um and Mr. O Point, I I know you probably familiar with shit. You know, you be out there. Helping kids and you help a kid and you feel good about yourself. So you kick up your feet and you hit the radio and then you hear a song playing and you hear this song right here. Everybody's familiar with that song? No. I've heard it before. I can't put my fingers on where it is. I've, what I've it never is. heard that before. Okay, I'm going to let it play for a little bit so y'all, because y'all going to know what I'm talking about. I think y'all just ain't heard the hook yet. Okay, I know that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Alright. So, is it everybody familiar with Cuba Gooding Jr.? Yeah. yeah. Alright. Did y'all know that his dad was a soul singer? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you knew that. Man, well, yeah. Jeff, because when I saw it said Cuba Gooding Sr. died on my Facebook feed, I thought it said Junior, so I clicked on it right away, and then I saw this dark-skinned dude that looked like he could be Cuba Gooden Jr. daddy, and I was like, oh, that's clearly senior. <laughs> hey, they look just like, I always wonder, well, well, damn, why do Cuba Gooden Jr. go by Junior if he's an actor? Usually, they don't do that now unless their parent was famous. So, his dad was the soul singer of, what this group called? Um, what, damn, what the name, the name of this group is called? I forget the name, but this man was like a a, a, a top charting sing, a singer, and it just threw me off that I never knew this shit about Cuba Gooding Jr. Let's see. Let's 
just had this shit up. Sorry about that. Just had it up. Um, what threw me off was Omar Gooding being his brother. Like I found that out late in the game. For real? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that when he did Baby Boy because he looks uh, yeah. just like him. But I at, think I was watching Baby Boy and realized how much they look alike, and I was and I put it together all in one moment. <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh shit, they name is Gooding. <laughs> oh, hey, you want to know something, man? A lot of people don't like Cuba Gooding Jr.'s actor for some reason. I don't know what it is, but like my old lady, she hates him. She thinks he's a crybaby. He cries every movie he do. She can't stand him. Okay, man. let's let's back up. Um, after Jerry Maguire, every after Jerry Maguire, he didn't really do much until the OJ thing, right? Until uh, the OJ series last last no, year. Nah, I think. Titanic, not Titanic. What that shit is? No, he wasn't in Titanic. Pearl Harbor. That shit was after Jerry Maguire. Was it? What was Pearl Harbor? That's was, what, was was Cuba in Pearl Harbor? Yeah. I don't even remember him in Pearl Harbor. He did radio. Um, yeah. He did one movie about the the boat cruise. He just. Yeah, but but boat cruise is like a was a straight to DVD. But yeah. after Jerry Maguire, what what did he do after that? He's done I really a lot. Remember, he's he done a he, lot of shit, but hey, he ain't done nothing that's like recognizable. He he did he did um the fake training day movie. I can't remember what it was where he was he, he was the police officer. He was supposed to be the bad cop, almost like Denzel Washington, and he had like the good cop, like um the little white dude they had on training day. Well, I can't remember the I name. Have no of that idea movie. what 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 show you're talking about, or what oh, movie you're talking about. Hold on, I'm gonna give it to you in a second. Yeah, I'm looking at his IMDb. He done like three to five different pieces of work per year. They just ain't none of them really recognizable. Oh, he was in Red Red Tails. Red yeah. Tails. Oh, you know what he was in Red Tails, but Red Tails didn't wasn't good for one, and it didn't do that great at the box office. Oh, he was in American Gangster. Um, was he? Yep. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. he was. I forgot he was in Norbit, man. I love Norbit, man. I know a lot of people don't like Norbit, but that's like one of my favorite movies, man. So about Norbit with um Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Okay. He was in Radio. The Fight to Oh Boat Trip. That's the name of the boat. That Snow Dogs. Yeah. Um, Snow Dogs. No, I was just about to say Boat Trip and Snow Dogs. Those are those like straight to DVD movies. Right? Nah, I don't remember them um, being movie. Um, I don't think Boat Trip was. I remember it being in the theaters. Okay, yeah. So when all I, all this is when after. I said boat trip, I was thinking about fighting temptations for some reason. <laughs> oh, he was in fighting temptations, wasn't he? <laughs> Who? What? That sounds familiar. Ain't that that's the Beyonce right. movie? He was. Beyonce, Beyonce was, in was in it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Um, man, he got a long list of shit, dog. Yeah, Jerry Maguire. Hey, like, you know what? That's awful, then. That's no, awful that no. he has a long list, and we have to remember what <laughs> exactly. Doing. No, it's not, <laughs> man. Awful. He was in men, God damn Cuba. He, he was in Men of Honor, dog. Yeah, but wasn't? Wait a minute, Men and Men of Honor wasn't all of that before Jerry Maguire? No, though? no, no. Jerry Maguire came out in 1996. After that, he had trading favors. As good as it get, what dreams come? What dreams may come? Welcome Hollywood, A Murder Crows, Instinct, Chill Factor, Men of Honor, Pearl Harbor, Rat Race, In the Shadows, and on and on and on. Finding Temptations, Boat Trip, oh all that's after that, dog. Damn. He got a lot of Damn, stuff. Cuba. I'm sorry. Like, what the hell? We need to get him on the show so we can apologize <laughs> to him. 
Yeah, man. He he had a he, his shit pretty prolific. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, he haven't stopped working. But I know he was in some type of money trouble too. Lee Dan- oh, you know what, that, get that, to the, do you want to get to the end of your career and people be like, what was you in? No, because he was in he was in the butler. That was lately. He was in Machete Kills. He was in Freedom Selma. I didn't see Machete. I do remember him being in the in the butler. I do remember that because I love that movie. That that's one of the most most I think the most well directed, well written, just well put together films. I think in yeah, probably I, recent history. I I couldn't watch no shit like that. Uh, he was in. Why the, not? I don't know, man. It's just something about that that. I don't know, man. Though he <laughs> he was in the Book of Negroes. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. I never even. I just oh, wow. <laughs> I hate that there's a movie called The Book of Negroes. <laughs> that's even a fucking movie. The Book of it was a, it was a miniseries too, man. So he had episode that episode he was in episode one four and one three. God damn Cuba. <laughs> oh, he just did American Horror, Horror Story too. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I, I mean, stopped watching American Horror Story. Yeah, that that shit that he I was in. Horror shit. Oh, <laughs> but and yeah. I, and truthfully, I didn't like him in American. I think it was called American Crime, the OJ or something like that, or American Crime Story. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. I didn't really like him as OJ. Like he he was the only character or the yeah. only actor in there. That I was like, man, this was fucking bad casting right here. I mean, it was good casting. He was just a bad cast. Cause right, right. So uh, you know, I guess I, 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 I guess I'm siding with your girl here. I guess I didn't, I didn't think about it till now. But I'm not a Cuba Gooden Jr. fan. Yeah, she I'm just him. realizing that right now. She hates him. She, she, she states that every movie he goes in, or he, he play, he stars and he cries in the movie. She can't, she don't like that. I just think he typecast, man. I, he just be that black dude in a lot of white folks movie and in black folk movie. He don't have a recognizable role for us. Is that like, what it is? He he didn't do a Tyler Perry movie. That's why we can't remember. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a Tyler Perry movie might have done him worse than than Better Hell. But you know what? He did Boys in the Hood. So, but that was before. We, we, that that was that was at the beginning of his career. Yeah. I mean Selma. Did he was, John, he, he was a question. He was on yeah. Empire. Was he? He was in Selma. Yeah, he was Fred Gray, whoever that is. Wait, he was in Selma. Mm-hmm. It, when you read when you read all of these movies, you don't know what what role he played. He just might have been a nigga <laughs> on the porch in Selma. Oh, God <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right in a rocking chair. <laughs> right. Damn man, I, I guess I can't make the case for this man. I, <laughs> okay, I'm trying to make the case. Okay, what was the point of story? So his dad died. His dad, his dad died. His dad was found slumped over in his car, and I just was surprised that his dad was famous. I mean, I never heard him talk about his dad, or I seen him plenty of interviews with Cuba Gooding Jr., but I never heard him mention his dad, or I never knew that. I mean, it, it, did you know that his dad was a soul singer? So is, was that was it was that his dad's song that you played? Everybody yes. plays a fool. Yeah, yeah. See, I didn't a, know. I, I've heard that song, you know, my entire life. Yeah, um, it's R and B classic. Only the chorus, though. I've, I've never heard. I've never yeah, heard that I know, song right? in its entirety. Right. So but you, 
I, I didn't know who sung it, or I guess I didn't care who sang it. That's one of them. Like, I'm sorry. It's like, no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, no. I, I think you're about to say what I'm about to say. It's like one of those um, um, what that song like? What is that song that? Uh, what a wonderful world. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those songs. Like you know the chorus, but you've never heard the the whole song. And see, I understand yeah. what you're saying, but I think it, it's one of those songs where they put in like they put that clip in a movie to fit a specific scene. Right. I guess when you're a fool in this context, and then you know that's all you hear, and then it goes to the next scene. But, right. But see, exactly. that's my point. Like when, like okay, if you put two and two together, we we all know the chorus of that song. Everybody plays a fool. When you think at some point we was, oh man, that's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s dad saying that. You just think that that would come out somewhere before. Well, maybe it didn't, just the, the us three wasn't paying attention. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. I guess it's everybody it. who's like, lived I mean, in again, that, time, that song just wasn't important. It's, it's not on my playlist. Oh, it's not on you your know, playlist, like right? Yes, yeah, that song is not nowhere in my phone. Dude. What's on nowhere. your play? What's on your playlist? Oh, dude, I got, I got a lot of people on my playlist. I got some James Brown. I got some style, uh, uh, stylistics. I got, uh, some Shirley Caesar, even though, you know, I, I may be an atheist, but I listen to a lot of gospel music. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of people, some Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, some Sylvester's. Y'all might not even know about the Sylvester's. I know about the Sylvester's. I don't. All right. Is that? I, and, and it, it took a long time to find them on a torrent. I'm going to just tell you, <laughs> it wasn't easy finding them on a torrent, dude. Damn. <laughs> That's Damn, old, I, I could, you know, thinking of it, I mean, I wouldn't even know where to go right now to look for some Sylvester's. <laughs> I'll have to drop box it to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But right. I did not. I do not have everybody plays a fool. Which? Yeah, I think that this is one of those things where one Cuba Gooding Jr. When you have a first off, this song probably 40, 50 years old. No, it's so, yeah, 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 seventy two. That's when it came out. Yeah, like this about forty years old. So like. Maybe they talked about this when Baby Boy came out for Omar Gooden or when Jerry Maguire <laughs> came out. But we passed them days. I wasn't giving a damn about no actors when I, in 1996. And then you got Cuba Gooden Jr. who has a, a celebrity father. Usually, people who have celebrity parents don't be trying to live in their they daddy's shadow. So they don't be trying that to talk sick. about, you know, that's, that's my daddy. They be trying to have their own path. So it won't surprise me that he wouldn't talk about his dad, you know. Yeah. That, that is true, Mister. What Mister. On point just said was absolutely gospel because I think that most, with the with the exception of the Trump kids, most um, any type of celebrity, whether they're in Hollywood or any industry, they do try to separate themselves, get themselves aw- far away from their family name to build their own, you know, um, legacy, you know, on their own, and not on the backs of their parents or or grandfather. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. And same for Charlie Murphy. He rarely mentioned Eddie Murphy anywhere. You and know, Eddie, and Eddie ve- yeah, and Eddie ve- uh, uh, didn't mention him that often. Mm-hmm. But like, we, he never saw them try to do anything together. It, yeah, yeah, they, right nah, they did plenty of things together. He just ain't uh, noticed it. But you know, like but we, we um, like what he was in Norbit. I well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that they collaborated on a lot of stuff. But yeah. as far as that external view of it, I'm sure they had a conversation about, "Look, Eddie, you got famous real quick. I don't want you to think I'm trying to ride your coattail." So 
you don't have to talk about me in nothing, and I'm not gonna bring you up in nothing. I'm gonna make my own path, and we are gonna move forward. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they was on, oh, on yeah, with yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. stuff. Yeah. It just probably crafted the dialogue that they had. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that conversation going on exactly how you just said it. Yeah. So the take I got from this conversation is that we like Omar Bear in the Cuba. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> By default. <laughs> By hold default. up, wait a minute, hold up, hold up, back up though. Um, what the fuck has Omar been in lately? Is anybody know. on IMDB could tell me? Yeah. Because I, I haven't seen him since Baby Boy. Hold on, I can tell you. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I think that's the last time. Like, look like some uh, TV shows that ain't haven't been released yet. But let me see if it's something I recognize. Um, oh Lord, please don't yeah. set web series behind it. I'm gonna be Shit, so no. disappointed. He was he was Agent Two and King of the Network, a King of New Newark. Um, he was Hold pa- up. he was. I'm sorry. Back up, Agent <laughs> Two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know enough about Hollywood that when you, when you're nurse one or clerk three or agent four, <laughs> that means you were an extra. Yeah, yeah. he was uh, Pastor Omar in Beyond the Shield. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find something that we could recognize, but mm. yeah, nah. <laughs> only the, the only thing that put an imprint on him for me was Wild and Crazy Kids, it's like. For him, for me, Baby Boy wasn't even it. Like, he was Wild and Crazy Kids, a show that used to be on Nickelodeon. I see. I, oh, he was on Grey's Anatomy <laughs> as Danny. Was it? I, I didn't watch that show. I watched it. Don't, don't, don't clown it either, because it's a good show. I, I'm just, I thought that was like a girl show. Man, see, I'm listen sorry, here. Oh, yeah. Um, nah, he remember he was on um, Barbershop. Was he? The yeah. first Barbershop? Yeah. Oh, no, my bad. He was on Barbershop. The TV series. God damn. Uh, <laughs> he was on Smart Guy. He was a dumb, silly dude on Smart Guy. So, every show that had that Okay, so he's been working dude. then. Okay, yeah, he's he, been working. He, he, he began that cheese. You know, but see, the out. thing is, the list that we saw for Cuba Good Jr. wasn't recognizable. I knew Omar Good shit wasn't going to be <laughs> on par. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, uh, man. He's playing this shit where you got to pay the bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's paying. He's working steadily, but you know, yeah. Mm, mm. <laughs> Sweet pea. That's the name. Was it, baby boy? Sweet pea. <laughs> yeah, All right. I, I remember. I'm gonna call y'all emotional creatures. I'm not gonna call y'all bitches. Emotional <laughs> creatures. That's all I remember from that dude. Played a good ass, uh, good ass, toxic, masculine, crazy ass dude though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Baby Boy. Yeah. Oh, now, now the, I, I the role in Baby Boy was good. I, I love that role he played. I mean, yeah, yeah. He was. I mean, Baby Boy was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, Baby Baby Boy was a good movie. I think it's one of those Baby Boy for me is one of those movies that don't get its uh, due. Oh, y'all remember he was on? Uh oh. Uh oh. Memory flashback. <laughs> Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Was he? Yes, he was. Um, he was the one that always came to the door, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was a student. Dog, I forgot about. He always that. came to the house. Yeah, yeah, mm. yep, yep. You know what? I wouldn't even thought about that. 
I don't know how something Wait, like that. What was what was Cooper's real name? The the the, the comedian something Curry. What was his name? Uh, Mark Curry. Mark Curry. Yeah. Mark Curry. What what happened to him? He, he's not, let he's, me rephrase that. What has he been up to? I I hate when people say that. Actually, yeah, I, I, I hate. I said he, he's still like what a, he's still doing uh comedy tours. I mean, he's on the circuit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't have said. I shouldn't. Have, I'm sorry, Mark. I shouldn't have rephrased it like that because I'm sure you're still out there. You know, doing yeah, you, your thing. You over here ending people's careers and shit, dog. I know. I mean, I immediately went to Google to see if he had any picture that looked like a crackhead, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you ain't seen nobody in a long time, you're like, oh, this motherfucker must be on drugs. Oh. He's not. <laughs> or he done a good job filtering his Google photos, Google images. I think, I think he was one of them. I, I'm trying to remember. He's one of the comedians that went clean. Cause I think he used to be. Dirty, and then he went clean. I'm trying to think. His, no, that's uh, Sinbad. Don't, don't, man, you know what? I'm about to go down a rabbit hole. I'm trying not to go down. Uh, let, let's move this shit on. Uh, all right, I got something for y'all real quick before we get into some more serious shit. I was at the wash house the other day, and, and me and my girl, I'm we sorry, watched. Sorry, you, you, you were at the what? Oh, Lord. The lunch. The. Hey, you know what the watch house is, don't you, Mr. On Point? Nope. Oh, damn, man. I thought I could have somebody on my side. All right, Dre. No, I, I told you this. <laughs> I don't know who I don't know who told you to call it a watch house, but you don't need to listen to that motherfucker ever again. <laughs> the, the 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 laundry mat. God damn. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like some old people shit. All old right. people said that. <laughs> You know, that's who's just sending me to the uh, laundromat all the time with old people. So that's probably where I got it, got it from. Go ahead and take these clothes and dry them at the wash house, boy. That's where I probably heard it from. All right, I was at the laundromat the other day. And I was, me and my old lady were talking in the car. And we kind of going down memory lane. And I remember her having saying something to me about when we were younger. Because we've been together for about down to 20 years. We knew each other since we were kids. And she okay, said, wait, wait, wait. Back up, back up. I'm sorry. Were y'all together for 20 years? Have you or you? Yeah, yeah we've been together years? for about 20 years, about 18. But we, I knew her longer. All right. All right. So I always was trying to flirt with her and stuff like that. And there was a time when we was like early in, in the in, when we were in early when we were talking. She said, "I didn't think you was in. Uh, I thought you was in the white girls." Have y'all ever heard? Black girls say that to somebody before. I done talked to a yeah. couple other people, and yeah, only only for me, it's always true. When someone a black girl said to me, I go, "Yeah, I am, I am, I am into white girls too." What 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 does that mean when they say that, Mister On Point? That got to be some type of psychological thing, ain't it? That for a, a female to think that a black a black female to think that a black dude, which she seen him, for some reason, she thought he was only into white girls. Well, wait, hold up. Before Mister Mister On Point uh, answer that, did your girl say why? She I asked her why. That? I asked her why. She said she don't know. I asked her. I, I asked her. I asked her then. I asked her the other day. She said she don't know why she said that. Okay, so I have my own theory about that. But go ahead, Mister On Point. Um, I don't know. I think that women women experience men in bulk in a dating context, right? And I think that when you 
hear a woman telling you something like, I thought you talked to white girls. We don't know how many other dudes that she liked that ended up talking to white girls for her to start putting those patterns together to say, these dudes or these kind of dudes like white girls, you know, we don't, don't have the evidence to know exactly what her history being like. We don't, we don't sit around and have a conversation with our homeboys being like, you know, do you like white girls specifically as opposed to black girls? Like we don't have them kind of conversation, but women, they had them conversations with men, you know, more often than not. So and I, I, understand I imagine you. it's more a personal experience type thing. And I, I, I kind of, I kind of get what you said. And they, it's like, a, a, I don't know if it's a certain knock on dudes or a certain, a certain thing that they, a certain type of dude that they figure do this. But me and her, we made the projects, man. I don't, I don't know. You know man. how many projects do out there, fucking white girls? Yeah, I like, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh. So here's my question, though. Um, so, Mister On Point, you're the authority on this. So please stop me when um, I when I'm wrong, because mm-hmm. you know I don't know if it's going to be the absolute talking or Dre Gibson. Okay. <laughs> All right, but. Here's my experience when whenever um, any black person has ever said anything remotely close to that to me. So. You're a smart guy, right? Not to blow your head up, peanut. <laughs> right. But you 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 are. Man, blow it you, up, you're man. Very smart. Blow. OK, I'm going to blow it up. <laughs> you you are a very smart guy. Right. When I say smart, I meaning meaning that. You pay attention to what's going on in the world. You have an opinion uh, of what's going on in the world. It's an informed opinion about what's going on in the world. And does it seem like sometimes, and this is a question to both of you, that for black women, whenever they encounter a guy, let's just say like the three of us, right? When they encounter a guy that has an informed opinion about the world and what's going on, and it's not some, it's, it's not an opinion, you know, rooted in some basic beat, you know, just militant, militant idea about what black should be or how black should in, um, uh, in, uh, engage the rest of the world. Does it seem like that's what they go to first is you either like black girls i mean i'm sorry you either like white girls or you're trying to be white or something along those lines does that make sense what i just said yeah yeah i understand what you're saying you get what i'm saying yeah it makes so sense. is it so is it possible that like it wasn't that you were i don't know were you were you dating white girls at the time but <laughs> it just been you were just so separated from the rest of the guys in your neighborhood because you were a thinking person i know that sounds fucking bad talking like i say that shit out loud and it sounds bad you know talking like it's almost like i'm, I'm calling the rest of my people you know idiots but is that possible i don't that's why she thought i don't nah, because nah, i was uh, a troublemaker and i, I get what you're saying is you you try you you almost going almost off of the off of, off of a stereotype and I probably would have fit, fit the stereo, the mode of the stereotype that I was a troublemaker. I was a young black kid. I was a troublemaker. I was always getting locked up as a juvenile. I was always well, in don't trouble. Mean, it still doesn't mean you wasn't a thinking person. Like just because you were you were going through the motions or doing the things that other you know, I guess people in your neighborhood were doing, it still doesn't mean that you were not a thinking person. That you were that it it doesn't mean that she didn't pick up on. 
he's he can do greater things than most of the other guys in this neighborhood. That he's smarter than them. And there's a second part to this, but I but I just want to know, like, maybe do y'all think that that was it, and I, that that and that that's a problem in our community? It could be. I mean, it could be. And if that is true, it could it is a problem in our community. But I don't think it was true in my case. But I understand what you're saying, and yeah, yeah, because it's it's a dude that's to work with. And I hate to put people out like this, man. But he only but don't say his name. I ain't gonna say his, say his name. Like I ain't gonna say his name, nah. But he only talked to white girls. And if I and like when I first met him, I don't know why shit like this crossed my mind. But I kind of figured that he only talked to white girls. It, I, I think from the level of conversation before, before you, before he even told you that he only. He ain't never white he, he ain't never he ain't never told me that he only talked to white girls. I I see that he only talked to white girls. But But before you before you observed that he you you know I, you kind of fixed kind, Yeah, I kind of figured it out, yeah. yeah. But why is that? Oh, man, is it is it prejudging people off of like basically off of stereotypes? Well, like oh, it could well, also be well, that that's the point. I, it's, it's more than prejudging though. But why is it that you know why is it that? Because put it like this. Oh, I know I've, what it I've is. I've never heard a white guy. I've never heard a white guy in my life say about another white girl like, "Oh, she must only you know date black dudes." Okay, I know why I did him like that because talking to him, I figured that he had a left game. And damn, I hate to say this like <laughs> this, dog. And I think I think your game, your talk game, need to be stronger to talk to black girls. So his shit wasn't all that up to par. And I, I know it sounds terrible, man. Does it sound terrible? Yeah, that do sound terrible. That sounds terrible. Hey, think, that, sounds, that sounds much worse than what I said. I think it's a lot of stuff going on at play. You know, every individual got their own experiences. But see, in the black community, we have this set of, of rules and things that if you do it at a young age, especially, it's kind of equated to selling out. And a lot of that is equated to stuff that equals success. If you Raise your hand in class. If you study, if you make good grades, uh, if you play the sports that aren't traditionally sports, if you on the debate of chess team, it's like black people will say you're acting white, you know, uh, and that's to say uh, that, you know, you're giving up what our community represents to participate in those things that other community represent. And we have a long list of this stuff subconsciously, I think. And so I think when we see a black person that got on Abercrombie and Fitch, Instead of something that we would wear, we have that in the back of our head that pop out that say, okay, he's clearly on that level of a different type of black person, you know, or when they speak proper subconsciously, even though we speak proper, we have, you know, that predisposition of, you know, I wonder if he talked to white girls, if he talked to these kind of girls, even down to what kind of shoes, like it's aesthetic. And I think a lot of that stuff is built in because for me growing up, being a kid that made A's, I got stigmatized for that opposed to other black kids because Apparently not studying and doing your own thing was in and studying and making good grades was out, you know. So I just think we got a lot of that subconscious stuff. And then when you talk about we're in a system of white supremacy, we're in a system where white has always been expected to be praised as opposed to everything else. So when you have a, a girl that think that black dudes might talk to white dudes, we don't know what messages she getting in her home that's telling her, you know, she is less than. Because, like, it's a lot of dark-skinned women out there who have 
in they growing up home, their grandparents and stuff be like, you know, if you want to be anywhere in this world, you talk to white people or, you know, dark skin ain't good. Like I've met a lot of people that's been that's gone through that stuff. So it's just a lot of different layers to how that may come to, to exist. You just never really know exactly what it is. And I know I know the message that most a lot of girls are getting in their home. They getting the, the message that if if, the, if a black guy is successful, he's not going to settle down with a black woman. He's going to settle down with a white woman as as um such examples as athletes. And movie stars, you know, I guess they see something like that and they think that if, if, if any black dude got anything going on with them, they're not, they're going to ignore the black women, which I was, I was on, on the web the other day and I was reading like, um, messages about, I mean, not messages, um, stories about basketball players that are still with their wives and most of them were with black women, but I think it's a, it's a mixed message being sent out on um, when you watch shit like basketball wise and and shows like that. When you see that the successful as- successful athletes they married a white woman, and I think that's the message that a lot of women are getting in their homes right now. But yeah. I think when it comes to like, you can go ahead, Dre. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna add to that. So go ahead. So, so finish up. I was I was gonna say I. I think when it comes to like athletes and celebrities, it's limited as how many black people you around when you come into success. Like we already know that white is what really defines success in our society. Like look at black actors and actresses. It's not that many. Like when they go to parties, they still the minorities in those parties unless it's exclusively black, unless it's a casting party for blackish or something like that, you know. So I just don't think like when you get up into success, how many parties are those athletes going to outside of the hood and how many environments they in outside of the hood that is just abundance of black women for them to choose from? Like they will literally have to go into a community where black people are or tell my agent, find me a black woman, you know, to to exclusively be with black women. So, I mean, I don't think it's like a I don't think it's like this idea where as some of it is but i don't think it's like this whole idea where black dudes just get successful and be like i'm gonna get a white woman i mean i think it's just not always available when you get into a certain level of success you know opposed to what you can find because when you got a few black women and a lot of white women it's like what if them few black women personalities are somebody you would never even be with should you try to be with them because they black or should you be with this white person that actually has the kind of personality that you you know desire to have in a person yeah. I mean, I think that's a part of it's a it's a big catch twenty two. I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it's actually a more complicated, you know, subject. And I guess than we have time to that, that would be like a oh, four yeah. part podcast. <laughs> yeah, that but is but big. it remind me what what Mister Point was just saying. It remind me of uh, what's the guy? I think his name is Malik Yoba, the mm-hmm. guy that played in um, undercover, uh, New York undercover. Yeah, yeah. Once he was on Tom Joyner, when Tom Joyner had like a television show and he was on Tom Joyner and he says something that always kind of resonated with me. And that was, um, and I forgot what the subject, what they were talking about, but he said something and I'm a paraphrase that it's not that he date white women or black women. It's just that he has to date someone that can match his financial level and they can understand the financial level that he's at 
So, you know, if you he can't date someone that's not used to having a million dollars. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and, and cause it, what Mr. Point, what Mr. On Point just said about, um, it's not a lot of us in those, you know, uh, uh, circles. <laughs> it's not a lot of rich black people running in the circles of, of not just Hollywood, but any industry. If you look at any industry, we're always going to be the minority. So, uh, you know, any black woman that's there is probably already dating a white guy so the, the so the black guy only has his pick against um uh, amongst other black i'm sorry on the other white women who could understand you know what it's like to be to have money yeah i can see that yeah so that, that, that's just like i said like that, that's just piggybacking on what mr uh on, on point yeah said. and that's but, but 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 the biggest thing here i'm sorry real quick I want to say earlier is that um, it's not just what they hear at home, you know, what you said earlier, Peanut, but it's what society tells black women. I think that's really important too. society like black women really are like white women want to act like they're like, oh, my God, you know, where sexism really holds us down. But no fucking group of people are held down more than the black woman. I think that's really important. And that you know that that is um said <laughs> because uh-huh. yeah because you know what we talked about other day in our the other day in our group you know about there's this whole fucking movement out there that's almost against black women yeah we see it on Remember facebook yeah 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 uh-huh. you know it's this it's this entire movement it's a sickening fucking movement mm-hmm. where you know you have all these black you know people act i mean black men Especially like acting like, you know, if a black woman wants child support, she's automatically going to go do her nails with your money and shit like that. Like, like calling call them bitches and hoes that, and shit that like that. Stuff, mm-hmm. Yeah, calling them bitches hoes. Like, you know, oh, they got so many b- different baby daddies. But nigga, they wouldn't have different baby daddies if you would just, you know, pick one and stick with them, right? If you wasn't out just trying to be a fucking player. You know, black women wouldn't have different baby daddies. Yeah, that's you something have... that's really been frustrating me lately, too, hearing all. Yeah. Like, yeah, hearing exactly. how black men have no accountability. The kind of black men that's giving out that dialogue, anyway, don't have any accountability on their role in what the black woman is experiencing. And, and specifically, the black woman they talking about, you know, because right. they are they the ones that got kids out here that they ain't being a part of their lives, too. Right, right. Right. And, 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 and like, I, I, I had a, I had a conversation with someone, uh, a couple of years ago now. And he said, you know, well, I, I pay $180 a month. And, you know, in his mind, his baby's mother was going out spending his $180 a month to do her hair. And I was like, fucker, that ain't even childcare, dude. You know, take it from somebody it's, who pays childcare yeah, every fucking thing. month. That ain't goddamn child care. Your $180, and this is to every any dude that's out there. You can email me. You ain't got to email Peanut. <laughs> this ain't the absolute talking. Your little motherfucking bit of child support is not helping at all. Can't even it's pay the cable bill the with that, gym. man. Hey, nigga, that ain't even a cable. Your, your kids can't even watch fucking Nickelodeon kids off of your little bit of child support. 
Right. And the thing right. is, even if, even if the court system said, Daddy, you can keep this, you know, $200 that you're giving to the mama and you allocate it towards bills, like you can pay her bills, he would still be mad if she took her $180 and did her hair. It ain't about the money. It's right. about the fact that he just don't like that shit. Yeah. And he gonna be critical of anything she do, even if maybe, maybe if she said it, it wasn't your eight hundred eighty dollars I used, it was my hundred eighty dollars. The hundred eighty dollars you gave me still at home on the dresser. That don't make a difference. He just want to be critical of what she should be able to do while in custody of his child, mind you, that he ain't this really child. trying to be vigilant and taking care of. You know, so. Yeah. And it's really making me mad because with this Mary J. Blige stuff going on, like there's a lot of people out here talking about cut the check. Because they took to Kendu, he doing all kind of crazy shit, you know, talking about he want a hundred thousand dollars a month from Mary J. Blige to pay for his kids from his past marriage, to pay for his parents or uh, home that they in, and to pay for whatever finances he conjure up. And it dudes out here saying, "Look, cut the check," because if it was a woman and a man, if it was different, then blah 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 blah. And I'm like, y'all really can't be that salty about this situation. Oh, oh, they you is, know? they is. Damn. <laughs> so I'm I'm not familiar with the with the uh Mary J. Blige. Yeah, he's so Mary J. Blige and uh and her husband slash manager Kendu broke right, up. They, they divorced. I didn't know they divorced. divorced. Yeah. Okay. He was asking for about four hundred and fifty thousand at first. He done reduced it to a hundred and six thousand dollars a month. And it's just messy. Okay, so what why do he need that much money? I think it's the same. I think it's the same shit that we talking about. Yeah, the shoe is on the, the other side. Yeah, the shoe is on the other foot, so he want to get his. No, nah, they don't have kids. No, nah, I don't think. I don't think Mary J. Blige got any kids. I don't remember her having no kids. But yeah, but it, I think I think ahead, you Mr. take that same mentality we talking about from these dudes paying child support and apply it to the other side. Is that entitlement? That masculine entitlement that he got that he feel like. He deserves some of what she got. Okay, so I, I, I'm a, I'm a, gonna, I'm gonna try, even though I don't know the the situation, but I'm gonna weigh in on it now, anyway. <laughs> um, so if you're living, if you're married to somebody for a number of years, like let's just say I'm married, I don't know, let's say I was married to Marriage Blige for a number of years, and I got accustomed to a certain, you know, standard of living, I would walk away saying, well, you know, because I was a husband and a father who took care of our kids, I don't deserve to go to the fucking projects now because I stayed at home and I took care of our kids while she built her career, right? And that should be, and and, and that's how I feel about any woman that stays home, you know, basketball wives, um, from from entertainment wives to, hell, the, 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 the guy that works at fucking McDonald's, right? Yeah. Your wife deserves... Whatever she, whatever she asked for, on, because she stayed at home and took care of your goddamn kids while she, while you, she afforded you the opportunity to build your career. So it, it should also apply for a man. But if, but if this dude just said, like, if he was the manager and there was no kids to take care of, I don't really see why he needs any money whatsoever. And I agree. I like. I agree with spousal support. I, I it, it exists for a reason, and I'm I'm okay with its existing. And I mean, um, but I guess the thing is, well, I guess we don't know the context of why their relationship ended because Mary right, J. Right. Blige is implying now that it was because of infidelity on yeah, his part. That's you know, rules. which that mm-hmm. cancel out spousal support if if you that way. 
you know, but not everywhere, not in Florida, it don't. There's no not fault. in Florida. Yeah, we no fault. Is it, it's half down if whatever you where it after twenty years. Oh, you know what? So what, Pina? You've been looking into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I no, no, no. Like, whatever, <laughs> Why? Then. Nah. Why I, you been looking I, into that? I, I, I listen. To, I listen because you know they had a, like a lot of high profile, a high profile divorce cases down here, and it, it, after twenty years, and they trying to change the law. They trying to make it from eighteen years for alimony to 20, 20 years. I think they already changed it. So after twenty years, then you can get alimony. But usually, it's, uh, but if you cheat. The judge won't, don't even want to hear it in the case. It, it, we just consider a no fault state. It does, it doesn't affect the case at all. Mm. I told you about the, um, remember yeah. I was telling you about the, um, the guy who got, who, um, who was married and got pregnant. I mean, his wife got pregnant from another guy, but. Right. Yeah. That he, was, that, that yeah, was crazy though. He, that, he was, that, a, that was completely um, different. That was some. Yeah. But yeah, I, it, it, it really I was looking at, like yeah, that. I was looking into that. It is all that shit put together. That's how I knew about it. But right. even if, even if Kendu did everything, even if he was the best husband, even if he didn't cheat, he he put about forty thousand dollars on that sheet for his kids from a previous relationship. Yeah, that's what it was. His, that's, parents. That's yeah, his parents. That's yeah, bull. Yeah, you know that's what, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. right? That's bull. Like, if spousal support ain't supposed to take care of you and whoever you've been taking care of with your money. Like you shouldn't have been doing that to that degree. If you need $40,000 to do it, like that's my problem with his situation, but he ain't even trying to come to the table to be, you know, logical, realistic and, and pretending like he wasn't telling somebody that he loved them at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like that would always get me in these situations. You're acting like you didn't tell this person that you loved them and cared about them. And now you're showing the complete opposite. Like, I just don't, I don't plan on telling nobody that I love them to the degree that I would marry them. I would don't plan on telling them that if I could do some shit like this to them afterwards. I think it just get bad. Me, honestly, I think he's pissed. He, he cheated. The way the rumors is he cheated. And now she want a divorce. It, it's some type of leverage he got. It, it's a, it's a game. That's all it is. I think it's as simple as that. It just get back. You know, okay, you don't you wanna be, leave me. I'm gonna get your money. I'm capable of being able to do this to that person. It, but it's a lot you of people what? like that, I'm, though. I'm with you. I'm with I, you. I, I, I understand. I understand like, what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's a lot of people like that. It's a lot of people that's vindictive, vindictive like that. And they gonna do that. I mean, you, you, you probably work with plenty of people whose mindset is just so fucked up to the point that they would do something like this. So. Mm-hmm. It, it so just, is that is that is that why black men are like that towards uh black women is because they know in the back of their mind they know that's what they would be doing yeah it's, it's a power they move. would be if it's a power move yeah if, if if the if the tables were turned and in our society black men or men in general um took the kids you thinking that black men know that they would be using you know the the woman's money, the the woman's child support to buy shoes and shit. Not everybody. Video game. Not everybody. I think. Well, I, 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 I mean, we're I, making I, a blanket. Yeah, statement. yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm talking about I, I all think, of those girls, all of those, all of those guys out there that um, you know, are are complaining about black women and black mothers. I think I think you got some people that when you in a relationship and it goes sour, I think you got some people that's able to move on. 
and okay, I just need this from you, and then we could go our separate ways. Some people are able to do that. It's hard to do. I mean, Dre, you in a relationship, man, and you know that it only it's one person in this world that could piss you off more than anybody, and that's your wife. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We talked we talked about that before you push press record. <laughs> so you know, you know, <laughs> and then if if a person's hurt, they they're not able, when you hurt, that's when you just don't see clearly. You start doing shit and you start doing shit and or when you you get vindictive, man. And maybe that's the reason why it happens like that. But in his situation, he fucked up. You know? It ain't like okay, she decided. I, I know she, people, she, I know, look, I I know a lot of I know a lot of guys that separated from their wives and did not act that way. Yeah, it's a lot of them. When but I say a lot, yeah, I, but, no, no, I personally know. I know a lot of guys, but you don't hear about them. You don't hear about yeah. those guys. You're not gonna never hear about those. You know, you never hear about somebody doing the right thing. You always hear about the people who's who's coming sideways at you. You know. It, yeah. Man, that's sad. That's it really sad. sad. It's uh, I don't know if this go along with what you were saying, Dre. It sounds like like if the shoe, if the you know, foot shoes on the other foot type situation. Uh, and this might be kind of, oh, this go into another thing. Have you either one of you ever seen a show called Rick and Morty? Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my son watched that. I, I have no. And you I don't even know what you're letting your son watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's more, it's, an, it's really adult theme. <laughs> I don't know how old your son is, yeah. but he's twelve. So he, I'm glad I, you told I, me he you watches let, that you, a you, lot. It, it's on the edge. It's on yeah, the very. You can edge. let him watch it. Now it's yeah. cool. Yeah, I think twelve year olds is good to watch it, but if he come to you with some questions you don't know about these days, it might come from Rick and Morty. Now, if he come in, <laughs> if he coming with you with the red eyes at late at night, dog, and you wonder like, damn, why he smelling like? Weed and his eyes are red. Then you know he's watching. He watching Rick and Morty, dog. Then you probably go deeper well, into well, you it. You said uh, like if my son, yeah, yeah. Well, if he was smoking weed at twelve, we would have a problem. But if he was, you know, <laughs> seventeen, eighteen, I wouldn't actually bat an eye. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's, it's it's late. It's a late night show on Adult Swim, man, and it, it's fun. See, he's watching it. I think he's watching it on Netflix, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. Wait, is it on? We don't Netflix? have Adult Swim. Nah, man. it's not on Netflix. It's not on Netflix. Well, I, I guess it's on Netflix. It's just here. easy to find. Yeah, in a lot of different places, regardless. It, it, it got to be on Netflix here because he watches it in the living room. Oh, and okay. that's the only. Yeah, that's the only. The only way he could be watching it in the living room is Netflix. He, he probably watching it. Oh, he probably watching the uh, Adult Swim app. Or some shit like that. No, no, we don't. We don't have an Adult Swim app. Here. See, I need to get. I need to find out what y'all got on y'all German Netflix, man. Because you say it's different, but go well, ahead, it, go it's, ahead. It's, it's it's different. It's different in every country because uh, Netflix in um in. Hold on, fact, my son just Tyler, come here. Hold on, hey, how, my bad. How are Mr. you watching Rick and Morty? How are you watching that on Netflix? Right? Okay. All right, get 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 out. <laughs> he, just, he just happened to walk in here. Get out now. <laughs> Close the door. So he's but go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. On Point. My bad. <laughs> yeah. If you want to this is a side note, if you want to see you gotta get a VPN if you want to see what's on other countries' networks. It's a virtual private network. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. start looking that up, you'll be able to look at Netflix from different countries. Yeah, because um, when, whenever I go into like when we travel to like other countries, like if we went if we go to France or we go over to to uh Amsterdam and I always take my stream box with me. The Netflix is always different. 
Always. They, they always have a different um, listing there. But, hey, were you, so, were you just saying, Mr. Unpoint, about comparing so Rick and Morty? I brought up Rick and Morty because it's an episode called Raising Gazorpazork. Uh, yeah. And it's about <laughs> they travel to a different universe in which the universe women dominated society. Women were the ones that founded society and they created the world. And, you know, it made it when they made the world, they made the society so much more advanced than ours is. But they really made it kind of cliche, making them say a lot of little cliche statements that women women would make and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I always think about that episode when I come to a dialogue like this. If if women were in the position of men, I don't think that I don't think that this would be as big of an issue as it is. If it was on the on, on the other foot, because I think the way that what makes men in in the role of misogyny and sexism, what makes them be able to act the way they do is testosterone. And women don't have that. Like we naturally aggressive. I don't think women really would be as angry towards men as men can be toward women. But so I think a lot of the ways that women act in our society is reactionary. I think it's in reaction to what a man is doing or what they're not doing. Because sometimes a man ain't actually doing something to a woman, but he's not there helping raise a child. And that's making her angrier and angrier and angrier, even though he's not even an aggressive dude. But if you think about all the aggressive dudes that's in them situations, I think that's where you see a lot of that clashing coming from. You know, when it comes to... Men and women relations when it comes to their kids and stuff like that, child support and all that. So kind of you, you basically just use the analogy that a lot of people at my job are using. Um, if 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 a, if a woman was rule of the world, then it will be no wars. It'll still be yeah, wars. I, women will just be cleaning that yeah, shit I, up. I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. I, I, you know what? I don't know. I, I don't even have a, an opinion about that. I don't know if that, that's a. If that's a true, yeah, I just hear a lot of people say that they can, they won't be able to push the button or. I, I can say this, yeah, I I can say this that um in my forty three years of being on this earth and 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 half of that being in the workforce, whenever I've had a female boss, the the uh, office has always ran a lot smoother, and she's always been able to work with other departments within whatever agency you know i was working in she's always been able to you know work with other agencies especially if there was another female on the other end of that so i don't know that might i don't know man that might be a true statement like like hey look if hillary if hillary had had become president um you know germany and and the United States would definitely have a probably by now, almost a hundred days into her pres- her presence presidency, um, we would have a closer relationship, and probably before the end of her tenure, we would you know the I think the world would be a little bit would run a little bit smoother because there are like more women in pol- women in politics now. Mm-hmm. So now, yeah, I don't know. That might be a true statement, man. Because men, because you know, like we're we're always trying to compete with each other. Pissing contest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what it is. With us, it is a pissing contest. With women, and this goes back to you know what I was saying about black women being like you know considered across the world as like the absolute lowest class citizen you know across the board is you know women only 
only compete with each other because men pit them in situations to do that. And I've seen that firsthand again in, in every fucking job I've ever been in where they'll take two women and, and somewhat make them quote unquote cat fight. And I don't know if men, women, if women rule the world, I don't, I don't know if that would be a thing. Like, you know, I don't think they would have dog fight, you know, men always dog fighting. I don't think so either. Yeah. My uh, personal, I don't think so. But then again, that could be the absolute talking. Yeah, no, I've been, I've been saying this for the longest. I, I mean, I just, I think, I think it would be calmer, but you know, you get misogyny, you get sexism, and you get that power that comes along with that stuff, and you get in the, the aggressive uh, of gender making the moves and making decisions based off of those things, then this is what you got. You know, you got a system where women end up being oppressed and men pretty much running the show, whether it be relationships, whether it be work and jobs, all across the board. This, you know. I think that's what happens. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and move on from this. I want to get into this before we uh, end the show real quick. I ha- Actually, I have t- some more stuff, but we're just going to roll with this right here. I'm fascinated with this Aaron Hernandez case, well, the whole storyline on it. One thing gets me is he, somebody who wants to be a so-called what is it, gangster, when you don't really have to be one. I don't understand the psyche of that. I know that most people, I, I think a lot of people think that black people in the ghettos out here, we choose to sell drugs. We choose to do crimes, but it's really a fallback. Hey, don't we know somebody personally that yes. thinks that? Yeah, 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 we do. His name started E and N with an L, but I ain't going to say his name. And in the but, middle is the <laughs> word R. Yeah, yeah, but... um. If like you could go to probably any drug dealer out here, most of them. See, I think they 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 get it from this. It come from watching TV. People, it's glorified, so people think that in the real world somebody want to be out here doing this. But if it was a better way, then I think ninety nine point nine percent of the people out there doing it would take a better way. But it's a situation they're in, and right, of course, and. It's just just the way how this world is, you know. It depends like, on how if, you if, define better, too. Yeah. Because better well, okay, for some let, let people me is... It. You go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I was about to say, to, to tack on to what uh, Peanut just said, I do believe that if drug dealers were able to do what they're doing in Colorado right now, and that's legalizing and opening shops and making, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a day legally... Without all of the, um, you know, corner turf, you know, stuff that goes on, you know, in that, that, that comes along with that lifestyle. I think that that's exactly what they would do. They, they, they would capitalize on it legally if that was an option. Yeah. But it's not. It's not for them. And right. would, you, would you want to say, Mr. On Point? Dre got, I mean, Dre oh. pretty much got it. <laughs> and so, being gangster, I got two fingers up in the air, but y'all can't see them. It's just like almost like a side effect of drug dealing. I mean, it is something that is you with the way you gotta take care of business, 
is you got to be this hard, tough person. It's just like a, a, a CEO of a company. The way you got to take care of business, you just got to be this hard, tough person. So my, uh, I don't understand why Aaron Hernandez, he chose the, the road that he want to go down. I mean, he, he chose the road that he went down. He wanted to be a killer. He wanted to make people think that he was a killer. What when most people who was in a bad situation of growing up had that opportunity to get out of it, they would. What, Mr. On Point, what may you think, what, what you, what do you think is going on in Mr. Hernandez's mind? Not, I mean, was going, was going on in his mind. You know, now, so we, we become conditioned, you know, and when you got that kind of hood mentality, the kind of person that would, you know, do something if you disrespected them, which what I find with working with these kids is that disrespect is so vague. It can be anything. You know, isn't that it don't have a definite you disrespected me. It could be sometimes from words. It could be sometimes from talking to, you know, a girl that he liked uh, or a girl that he's dated that the other people don't know that they dating, stepping on their shoes. It's so vague. But you put yourself in a position where you can only build on that. You know, if a person don't stand down, which standing down is looking at, at in those environments as being weak. So you got one person that's escalating, then the other person got to escalate. You got to go till you kill somebody. That's the only option, you know, especially today, because, you know, just like on Friday, it used to be where you pull out your dukes, you fight, one person lose, everybody go home, it's over, you lost, you, you know. Live, you live, you, and you forgot you lived to fight another day. Exactly. <laughs> it's not necessarily like that today. And so somebody like Aaron Hernandez, where he got that mentality, because the first two people he shot at in the car, they were supposedly just, did. they bumped into him in the club and he spilled his drink and it turned into that. You know, the rest of the stuff started turning into paranoia from getting ready to get caught. And then it turned into somebody had information about him being gay. I don't know if y'all know about that part of it. I haven't heard so, that one. So Aaron Hernandez was found with three letters that he wrote. Supposedly, this is what the news is right now. He Three letters were written, one to his fiance, one to his child and wonder uh, a gay lover in prison and the problems that he had with uh what's his name odin lloyd who he killed was yeah. that odin lloyd had talked about knowing something about his homosexual lifestyle which is supposed to lead to why he shot him and killed him I seen that he had letters like something like more evidence yeah. of why he committed suicide all of that is, but all I ain't reading it so you're talking about a situation where, one, you got that hood conditioning, assuming that Aaron Hernandez grew up in the hood. I assume that if he would shoot somebody because of that disrespect, somebody that conditioned to feel like, you know, I got to protect my honor. If somebody disrespect me, I got to do something to him. Two, the paranoia that comes from killing somebody. Two, I got to cover these things up. Two, oh, man, he knows stuff about me. And I don't kill somebody before. I can just take care of my problems like this. So, I mean, it just it just kept escalating. It kept escalating. And that's what happens when you get into these kind of situations. You, The human brain is not made for these kind of traumas. You're not supposed to kill people, you know, and be able to live with that. You know, the brain ain't made for that stuff. The brain is made for everybody that exists to live from birth to death without experiencing any natural or problematic traumas, let alone humans killing humans. 
You know, so that stuff turned to paranoia. I mean, clearly some people can kill and it's fine. And some people are trained to kill in terms of the military, you know, kind of brainwashing type situation. But um, otherwise, you're not supposed to experience that. And just, I think Aaron Hernandez experienced it and it escalated to the point where, you know, it got to. That, and, and, man, I, I don't really want to say that I feel bad for him because he's, he's, you know, he's a killer, man. And the, you, well, I mean, you, yeah, if, but if you, whoa, 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 whoa. You can still feel bad for him because it's still a loss of life. Yeah, yeah. You can compartmentalize. It's, yeah, it's yeah you you can still feel bad. Like I still, I still feel bad that you know whatever led up to his to his suicide. He felt like that was his only way out of whatever was happening with him. Like that, that I can feel better. I can I can simultaneously feel bad about his uh his victim and his victim's family and him because obviously any you know. The fact the 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 fact that he that he was able to come to that decision and go through with it means that he could have come to that decision even if he hadn't you know killed the guy and and went to jail like he would have come to that decision later down the road. You think? And and, and yeah, I do. I, I absolutely think that. Without I don't going, know. you go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You go ahead. I don't know if y'all know this component of it, but he had money from the uh, from the Patriots that was not released to him because of his conviction. Yeah, I know that. And uh, legally, really? is, is, that, is that legal? Y- yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah, it's they, in his like, they got a, they got a clause in the in the they have clauses in the uh, in yeah, the morality, contract yeah. that you know if you get convicted of a crime or anything. We don't owe you this money anymore. And I'm pretty much what you're going to say is, Mr. On Point, is that so he couldn't get the money because he was convicted of a, uh, of the crime. And he was sentenced to jail. So in the state in the state of Massachusetts, it's a law that says that if you if you if you if you're going on pills and you haven't exhausted all the crime, all the um, what is it, the, all your appeals and everything, if you die, then you you're died an innocent man so his children his his um girlfriend would be able to get the money is that where you were going at mr on point yeah yeah like oh, you know, so, so, while so you're under like a, yeah while you're under appeal your convictions are overturned while you're under appeal so if you oh, die snap. while it's really? under appeal, i didn't know that you you are no longer you are no you didn't die a convicted felon you died an innocent oh. man in that case uh, so he now, killed himself just so his family. Is that what y'all saying? I, I don't know. I, that's I'm what the trying root... to believe that the kind of person that would shoot somebody in the face <laughs> ain't the kind <laughs> that would be smart enough to know this and then kill himself out of honor for his family. It's like people yeah. are painting that has, as yeah. why he did it. If that's the case, his lawyer told him to do it. You know, I don't think it's something that he crafted up himself out of honor. It might have been a last stand to say. Let me do something good for some damn body. And I don't you think know, his lawyer told him because his lawyer, Jose Baez, is saying that he think that, I mean, he's now he he's basically eating up the conspiracy theory that, hey, they killed him. He, yeah, they killed him. And so I think I'm, 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 I'm inclined to be like you, Mr. Unpoint, and say that I don't think he's the type of person that's so honorable that he would want to he would take his own life just so his his daughter and his um baby mama could have a great a better a good life. I don't think. 
I went. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to believe that. I don't buy the conspiracy because I don't buy, buy he that did, He did all the same shit before this. Like, if somebody wanted him dead, why didn't they kill him after he did all this shit before all the appeals and stuff? You know, like, why would they kill him now? Who has a motive to kill him? Nobody. Nobody got a motive to kill that man rather than let him sit in the cell. Nobody benefit from his death. Vigilantes, uh, yeah, vigilantes, yeah, Illuminati, Illuminati. Uh, three star, yeah, let other people. Well, I've been reading. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> shit out there, dog. <laughs> but they still would have sought the benefit if they did this right after he did all this shit and got incarcerated the first time before all this. Right, of course, shit. of course, yeah. right. <laughs> it, it's some weird shit out there. I've been just reading. It, it, actually, this has been like a real, real busy week. And it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff that I want to get to, but we run out of time on the show. So I'm just going to end on end, um, ending on that. Do you got anything else you want to say, Dre? No, I'm good. How about you, Mister On Point? Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Um, you can find my show on Stitcher, iTunes, Player FM, every podcast platform out there. My email address is place your name here podcast at gmail.com and you can tweet me at Twitter. I mean uh, at Dry Peanut on Twitter. Um you can find information on the drop at the drop for real doc, uh, at the drop for real on Twitter. How about you, Drake? Again, uh just go to my website, www.anotheratheistpod.com and from there you can get to all of my social media accounts including my new Instagram account that I'm trying to work every single day. How about you, Mr. On Point? You want to give your show information out there where everybody can find you at? Yeah, uh, you can find a Conversation Con artist. Uh, we got a Facebook page. You can find us on any platform that has podcasts. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-C-E-R underscore on point. All right, and that's it. We out. <laughs>